Hi, this is Hector. I am the host of the POV Podcast. I wanted to place a disclaimer for all you listeners out there that Devin and I have recorded this episode back in April, pretty much around the same time of the release of The Northman. Uh, I wanted to let you all know that because throughout this episode, I have mentioned that I saw an early screening of this. So that was pretty much a long time ago uh, as of before the release of this video. Very unprofessional me. Sorry about that. Um, Hopefully this doesn't happen again, but, you know, mistakes happen and, you know, it's better late than never. Anyways, just wanted to let you all know that. Please enjoy the episode and please support the POV podcast by listening to all the other episodes. Enjoy. You never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view. A twisted web. And we are not finished untangling it, not yet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the POV Podcast. It's been a long time since I, well, I've said anything to any of y'all. I am Hector, your host. I'm the co-host, Devin. And we are here to talk about the new Robert Eggers movie, The Northman. Um, Yes, it is. Uh, Just came out this week. Um, I saw it twice. Uh, I believe you saw it twice as well. Yes, I saw it twice. Nice. Um, Devin, (laughs) why did we decide to do this episode on this movie? Well, we we've done both of Robert Eggers' movies before this, haven't we? I know we did The Lighthouse, and I believe we talked about The Witch a few. We've talked about The Witch a couple times. I don't think we've done an episode okay. mainly about it, but yes, we've we've discussed this up about his film filmogger. Okay, um, film. his films. I was we trying to trying to sound smart. <laughs> we we discussed both his other films at some point along her time as podcasters mm-hmm. and and say that he is like a very upcoming new director that seems to like be going down and like probably the best filmmaking and like cinematography I enjoy from directors. Um, yes, I too have been, I have enjoyed his last two projects. So I, I think we were both very excited for when we, he announced that he was making a Viking movie. Yes. Um, which is this. This is a huge budget movie. I found out, uh, I don't know exactly what the budget is, but it ranges from 70 to $90 million, yes. which is insane, um, especially for coming from like a guy who's made like two small art house films. Um, okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to look up the budget for... The budget for the witch was four million dollars. Four million? It was four million. That's 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 fucking amazing. I mean, that is. Um, yeah, I. I guess we're gonna give we're gonna give our quick thoughts on it, or I guess I'll give you guys a bit of a summary of what the film is about. Um, this this episode will be non-spoiler and then spoilers. If you want to talk about spoilers, Devin. Yeah. At least a little bit of it, because there is some stuff that 
is not shown or people don't know. And I think it's best for a lot of you guys to not know before going in. I but just, there's, you were saying? I just wanted to say how impressive that is. It's just like how like visually pleasing the both the Wish and the Lighthouse were. And now that like Robert Eggers, this is his highest, this is like his highest budget movies made because the lighthouse was only 14 million yeah i hope and, uh, and, and you can tell in the work of like how like how much he's grown and everything absolutely um basically i i think i've told you and i've told a couple of friends um because i saw an early screening of this i saw a very early free screening for this movie i think i saw it like on a wednesday last week um, I think it was for like for like a test audience screening where you go and you you go see the movie for free and you are at the end at, after the movie you are um, basically you go to the host of the the event and tell them like you're pretty much your thoughts on the film and you can't you have they I was told that we were not supposed to we're not supposed to say like oh it was really good oh it was bad or you know, we, we were supposed to like be more expressive which I'm, I think I'm pretty good at that. And I, I gave them a couple of notes. It's, it's supposed to be like, um, it's like a test screening. Um, so for the people to give notes to the studio. Um, but I mean, after seeing it, after seeing the free screening and uh, seeing it officially uh, this weekend, uh, nothing has really changed, thankfully. Um, yeah, I guess we're going to get to the bottom of this. This is a really fucking great movie yes this is a phenomenal movie uh yeah Devin, i told you yeah so when i saw the free screening of it and i told you because you wanted to know how how it is i told you it was basically it's hamlet in a viking setting on shrooms that's pretty much what i've been telling everyone and it's been i've pretty much convinced a lot of people to go see it and I think I convinced you to go s <laughs> to be excited for it at least. I, uh, my excitement did boost up when you said Hamlet because Hamlet is one of my favorite Shakespeare works. I love the play. I've seen I've seen all the like most of the, like the live plays of it too. I've also seen the one Patrick Stewart actually played in too. Played was in this Hamlet. like in his younger years or older? It, it was probably like early or maybe late two thousands. Okay. No, which is awesome to hear. Because <laughs> I just enjoy that story of Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. Um, this so I, I we both found out that uh, this the story of of the Northman is um is loosely based on a Scandinavian uh story a short story of like uh, Amleth which is the name of the main character in this movie. And we found out that it's it's the story of Amleth is is what William Shakespeare's Hamlet is based on. Um, so and that's this, like this, kind of what made me love this movie even more, honestly, because I yeah, think once, that, like, I think that style of storytelling and what you can do with it is pretty like vast and interesting. Even though you can like just describe it as like, oh, it's just Hamlet that, and like, but you can make it like think like think of the Lion King and everything. Mm. And um, one thing I very much appreciate about this film is that it is that story, but 
it's still it's still told in a very unique way and there's a lot of twists and turns that this film takes or i guess yeah there's like some subversions of the story i feel yeah that keeps it interesting uh, i'm trying to see what else i wrote down for notes well, I mean, I got that's pretty much all I have for notes. It's very this film is a lot more simpler and easy to follow for me, in my opinion, than his other two films. This is definitely going to be his most mainstream film, which I sincerely hope this film succeeds at that. Yeah, because I could, uh, I saw something about like how people dislike the witch because they couldn't understand it because of how like. I'm periodic. Robert Eggers does his film, so people can understand like what they were, the characters are saying to each other without subtitles. And I've heard like a lot, like how that can something turn some people off from that film and everything. And I'd say the lighthouse might have been like too trippy and like confusing for some like mainstream audiences. I mean, if you leave two guys in an island alone in a very phallic building, I think that's pretty much results in a trip. <laughs> yeah. But this one, yeah, this one's very easy to follow. Even the dialogue itself, um, once you, once someone, once you know or have like the knowledge that this is um, not necessarily, not necessarily a retelling of um, Hamlet, but it's very much. Um, its roots are within that story. Um, you, it's very much easy to follow, and even the dialogue, which um, follows the same line as the other two films, like you said, how they have like um, how they speak in a different, um, different kind of English, old um, English, for, like yeah, old English, like. and but you're still able to follow it. And I was, I was very much able to understand what they're saying and what's going on because. I'm very familiar with the story, and I think a lot of people are also familiar with the story, which makes it easier for, you know, a mass audience to understand what's going on. And, and oh, wow. <clears throat> uh, I'll show, I'm going to show a clip of, um, to, or like a, an audio clip for people to know what I'm saying and kind of give you guys a bit of a taste of how this film is because it's there's just something about it that's just so riveting and you I, another huge thing I love about this film is the soundtrack um, it's I think I think the, comp the composer of this film is um, not um is not the same person he's worked with for the last two films. It's for it's by two other people, who yeah. I um, don't feel like uh, trying to uh, pronounce their names because I I suck at pronouncing, as you guys can tell. But um, yeah, it's that soundtrack. Once you go to the movie, you have to see this in the movie theater. I think that's my. I would I would say go see this in the biggest screen and loudest speaker as possible because I, once I that's. I don't know how loud a speaker is possible. There's a whole lot of screaming and yelling, <laughs> which I, which I very much I think will help immerse you in that into that world. It was just a hurt at that point, Hector. Every <laughs> <laughs> times Alexander Skarsgård's just like, <gasps> like I was just like, God, because when I went to I went to Paragon for the first time, and the speakers were blaring, and they were just like. <laughs> I almost went deaf. Was it like distorting? At one point, it just felt like 
the speakers are about to blow out. <laughs> uh, I went to do. Was, I think it was oh. like that scene when he was headbutting the guy in the little stick game they were playing. And yeah. He was just, like, <laughs> just bashing his head in. I just remember that the speakers were like about to. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. That's that's horrible. I went to two movie theaters. Um, the first. In the free screening, I was very far away from the screen, so I can barely hear the soundtrack. I can barely, I can, I don't hear it as well as everyone else. And the screen was like a little. of like someone's asking Robert Eggers you think you'll ever make a story in modern times and he goes no thanks <laughs> I don't know if he was real or not but I, I hope he doesn't I really enjoy his time period films those are like something to behold with how accurate they are yeah you can clearly see he's done his, he's done his homework and um, it very much feels like you're he there's so much attention so much attention to detail in his films that it makes the rewatches. There's a lot of things I notice, like little things in the background that I never notice, or how that the whole film just feels so like textured and authentic. Like you feel like you can just you're you're you feel like you're there, you're you're transported to that time. Yeah. Um, and a, another huge thing. Uh, especially with this film, this film very much just kind of got my attention for it. But I love the minimal lighting in this, where it uses it uses mainly like fire and the sun as its main light source. It's not like professionally professionally lit as other films, big budget films are, and it's so refreshing. And it also manages to. It it's manages to be very visually interesting than other other kinds of movies like this, um, and I think that was just something I very much appreciated, and it very much helps it helps the film feel a lot more authentic. Um, in Robert Eggers' fashion, I I completely was caught off guard by how humorous the film can be. Yeah. Um, just like the lighthouse, I was caught off guard when I heard a fart sound effect—a stock fart sound effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was so stocked in my head. I was kind of like, they, "Did he really just do that?" I can't. I, I was like, "What?" I, I was stunned for a second because because <laughs> I heard it so many times before, and it's just the fact that I'm hearing it in this movie. I'm like, "Oh God." You guys know what it. You, you guys know what the fart sound effect is. It they he literally used that, and, and it it that's 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 just how Robert Eggers is. He's not. He's very artistic with his. He has a clear vision and what he wants in his film, but he never he's never pretentious, or whenever he is, he balances out with a fart, you know. And it it's never, it it I mean it catches you off guard, but it never takes you away from the film. And considering the Viking setting and how animalistic the characters are, it kind of fits. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, these characters will burp and they'll 
fart. You know, that's that's something they do. Um, and there's also moments that I feel like in a Marvel movie, they would linger on it too much. Um, there's a moment where a character tries to uh, draw a sword and he's completely failing it. And he, he does it several. He tries to take it off, uh, take it out of the, south, the satch like multiple times. And he just kind of gives up and throws the sword and just walks away. I just thought that was hilarious. And if it was like in a Marvel movie, that will be like it. It, it would, they would just linger on it too much and we'll call attention to it, you know, make it obvious. I feel, and I think this film does humor very, very, it, it feels very much part of the story and it never you know, takes you out of it. Um, yeah, there's, um, <laughs> I would say I, the game did feel a little out of place. Wait, 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 that's a spoiler thing. Okay, we're almost done with non-spoilers. So. Oh, we're, well, it's just the game. They don't really, they wouldn't know what we mean by that. That's true. <laughs> you, anyway. So you feel like that part of the movie was kind of out of place or felt out of place? I, I guess, yeah. Because, like... I could see why, because I did feel like we, ling- we moved away from the real story just to, you know, see this part, of, to, to go to that part of the movie. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, I guess so. Those guys, that, that noseless guy must be like super fucking. Oh, that's spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I guess uh, we're almost done with the, the non spoiler section. I think the one last thing is the action, I would say. Mention it. It's. Well, I got two things to mention. The action is very well shot, it is, it is violent, but it's never. It's never like 300 violent, I guess. Uh, a lot of one takes, and I love them. There's a lot of one takes. This, yeah, it's, it, it very, it seems very, it's very seamless, I feel. Yeah. It never calls attention to itself. Like, you can, if you're looking for them, I did kind of do it the second time I watched the movie. I kind of like looked for the cuts when it was a long take, so I could be like, oh, that's clever for that one. Like, you mm-hmm. can see where, like, you could do a cut there and make it seamless of being a one-take, which I really do like. And, yeah, I, uh, the action, I mean, it's not, it's... Sorry about that. Hmm? Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. Uh, the action is very just... It's just good. <laughs> I think that's the best thing I can say. It's really good. And I think this will definitely, the action itself will definitely attract a lot of other people who don't normally watch these movies to, um, to see it because it's so well done. And I think I feel like, you know, a lot of, I guess, adult blockbusters, you know, really see that a lot nowadays because it's mainly um, just mainly like huge franchises like the like Star Wars and Marvel, Fantastic Beast. If for anyone who wants that pure, like violent action, this is definitely it for you. <laughs> Go check it out. Now, if if you're gonna be there for the action, you you won't be disappointed. Especially at the end. The end is amazing. <laughs> uh, the ending fight at the fight at the end is amazing. And I think it's worth seeing it on the big screen. And I think. Yeah, the action's really good, but one thing I um, 
one thing I was I really liked was the surreal uh, elements in the film. It's like when I say the movies is on the movies on shrooms. Uh, I'm I'm not kidding. It's not as trippy as I was expecting, but there's plenty of moments that. It wasn't as trippy as the lighthouse, but you could definitely see like, mm, you got a little bit of a buzz. Like you're kind of buzzed in the Northman, but you're fucking stoned in the lighthouse. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it, I guess I, I say it's a little more, it's a lot more tame than the last two movies. But I this see one, how, like someone could be like, hmm, that seems a little weird. Like at first, because there's parts when I was just like. I had to like kind of catch up on on the second one because there's some a few things I missed out because of my theater being weird. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, yeah, it it's very trippy. It's very weird because um, there's a lot of rituals in the film, and there's you know this film has witches, and there's a lot of um, a lot That's of so- uh, <laughs> abstract <laughs> images. I was really hoping this movie would be connected to the witch, but it, but then like it kind of played in my head like, oh, they were pilgrims; these are Vikings. Completely different time period. <laughs> we're we're about to have that Robert Eggers <laughs> cinematic universe, the ECU, <laughs> the XU. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's something I really enjoyed, and I think like the surreal experience. When I said about the surreal elements in the film, it's it, it it never it never came off as pretentious. It very much feels like a part of the world because um, just the way it, it establishes itself. Because it happens early on in the movie, so I think it helps easing you in into the the weirder stuff in the film. And it never, yeah, it just this whole film just feels so well crafted and and just so just so. Um, I, I I guess, for lack of a better term, authentic. I don't know. You, you don't normally you don't. I don't normally get to see a lot of these kind of movies, and it's a very. It was a pleasant. It was pleasant to watch this film. Very different change of pace from what I've been watching recently. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty much about it um, for me, at least. Uh, I guess I forgot to mention. Um, Alexander Skarsgård, he's fucking amazing in this movie. Very phenomenal. I, yeah, he's you're... not very well known like Bill Skarsgård, Skarsgård is because of like it and him kind of like cameoing in a Deadpool too. Yeah, um, I you told me you were like a huge fan of him. Yes, because he's in a he's in a show called True Blood, and he plays Eric Northman, who was a. Vi- <laughs> Who's a thousand-year-old vampire who was a Viking king? So it kind of mm. like some people are just like, ah, we see what you did there. I only knew him from Tarzan and Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, that's why I kind of feel bad because he's like doesn't play much, really. He there's a movie called Mute on Netflix that I enjoyed, but like it's definitely not li- it's definitely not wide widely liked. <laughs> Is that the one with Paul Rudd? Yeah, he has a big ass mustache. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen it, so I guess that further proves my your point. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he, had, he, he definitely he has so much charisma, um, especially in. Um, I think one thing I I noted I put on my notes is that he 
does an amazing job in conveying um, a lot of emotion in his, or like he can, he conveys a lot to us, the audience with just his look. Um, he's, he's, I, he's very similar to like, I guess, uh, Ryan Gosling and Robert Pattinson, where you can just tell what they're thinking of, or you get, you can, you get inside their mindset with just a look. And I think like, I, I hope, hope I, this film um, helps Scar- him go up higher and start him. I think Skarsgård has a better play on intimidation with his body language in this movie. Oh yeah, uh, guys, uh, I didn't need to tell you guys, he's fucking huge in this movie, and he's, he has such, he has a huge hunch <laughs> in this movie, and it's, it's, it it's, makes him so It's very massive. impressive, it's a pretty impressive, because in True Blood, he was like, he's toned, and like, he's muscular and everything, but in this one, he's fucking jacked as fuck, like. Yeah, we're not kidding when we say that, like. He, he, he like fills six, up that screen. <laughs> he's he's six foot five and like I I don't have any idea how many pounds, but that man is jacked. I, he's probably heavy. <laughs> He'd be a heavyweight. I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah, he, he's a, he's a lot bigger than he was in Tarzan. That's what I remember. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, just if you see an image of him in Tarzan, just just like multiply it by three he's pretty much the hulk he's about the size of the hulk yeah in this film and it's insane he's pretty crazy oh yeah anna taylor joy's in this uh she's pretty good she doesn't have like as big of a role in this film it's very much alex alexander skarsgård's movie i do do really appreciate robert eggers using like past actors and everything because he had both the mother and the father from the witch and yes. then, the mother. Um, yeah, she was the attendant like lady. She like remember the when the woman that would be in charge of them all, she'd be like, yeah, up. Like, oh yes. The one that's that, like her? Yeah, that's the mother from the witch. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I was getting vibes from her. I was like, you know what, you remind me of the mom from the witch. Then they had, right. they had very Controversial actor Thor from uh, from Game of Thrones. I only say controversial because he was on the terrible season eight Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't watch Game of Thrones. He was the the bit like the huge dude in the game. The one he ended up killing. Oh, him. Yeah. Okay. And and, uh, like Alexander Skarsgård almost looks like like. He almost makes Thor look like a normal person with how tall he is. <laughs> but <laughs> like if you put them next and you put them next to each other, like you wouldn't think like, oh, that one's massively huge and that one's fucking six foot five. You'd be like, hmm, look at these average, maybe like five eleven, six foot two. Oh my goodness. He's six eight. Thor? Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, six eight and a half. Six foot. Yeah. How how tall is Alexander? Uh, let me see. He, I think you're probably right. Oh yeah, check out his IMDb page because his profile is perfect. Yes, that is very funny. Someone <laughs> pointed that out on a video. They're just like, why are they doing Alexander like this? Uh, he's six four. Six four. Yeah. Everyone's a half. 
like their size. <laughs> yeah, so fucking Alexander Skarsgård makes Thor look like a normal person. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> I was like, okay. You'd be like, oh, he's only four inches taller than him. That's not much. And then uh, when you compare it to like, oh, if you take away, like if you put the feet and with the inches, you're just like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. There's a lot of other actors that are make surprise appearances. Uh, Ethan Hawke <laughs> has a very s- small role and he's still amazing. Very uh, impressive. I, I, didn't reali- I didn't realize that Ethan Hawke was playing the father until I saw the movie. Because I didn't recognize him in the trailer. Oh, you didn't know? No, like until I saw the movie, I was like, "Oh, wow. I was like, oh, the fa- Ethan Hawke is the father." I didn't know that. I don't know why, because I guess it's because I always watch the trailer on my phone that I just didn't recognize him. <laughs> wow, that must have been very interesting to you to know what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I Bjork is in the movie small role i i only listened to like a f- couple of her songs but people made a big deal about it she's she plays the witch the the seeress okay. the blind one. Oh, the one that was like spinning the thread yeah i have no i didn't even know that was like a famous person i thought that was just like mm, robert eggers pulling out a random person as an actor good job no, it's <laughs> it's bjork she was very popular in the 90s hmm. yeah she's very popular she was a very popular singer and apparently Bill Skarsgård is in this. The guy that plays it, Pennywise from It is in okay. this. But I have um, no idea. I have no idea what character he plays. I Okay, so it was to, I found out that he was originally going to be in the movie. He was originally going to play the 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 son of uh, the guy who plays uh, Fjolnir. Oh, the one the, the kid the the guy's heart he cuts out. He yeah. Well, I guess that's the end of our non-spoiler section. Guys, go see this movie. I want to talk about spoilers, so I clearly clearly you want to also. So before we spoil this movie uh, fully, guys, uh, go check it out. See it in the big screen, please. Go support this movie. Uh, this week, we're getting nothing but original movies, so like, please, people, for those who have been complaining um, about not... Um, Hollywood not uh, releasing a lot of original movies. We got three original movies out right now. We got the a new DreamWorks movie that's not based on uh, an IP. We got a Nicolas Cage movie with Pedro Pascal, and we got The Northman. Like you guys got options. Go check them out. So yeah, I Northman. See that one with Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. I, I want to see that one too. <laughs> um, yeah, or you know. There's, a, there's also other movies. Go go check them out, please. Expand your expand your taste, guys. Boycott Fantastic yeah. Beast Three. I I don't. Has anyone ever pop came out and just said like, oh yeah, I saw that movie. I have no idea, but boycott wasn't right. Justice for Johnny Depp. And fuck J.K. Rowling. Anyways. <laughs> Back to the... Okay, so I guess that's it for non-spoilers. Spoilers. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> and how much fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how fucking... How fucking much Alexander destroyed his vocal cords just screaming at the top of his lung for like 
forty percent of the movie. I, I watched an interview where he said he did. Uh, it was the scene. It was the part where he, where he, um, he was like yelling out his name, where he revealed himself to Fjolnir. Mm-hmm. He said, like the first take, he got it perfectly, and then he tried to do the other takes, and he was just out of breath, like he couldn't speak. He's like, I am F. like that's <laughs> that's, what, that's what he says. Like, so I like when I was watching the movie the first time, like when that scene happened in my head, in the back of my head, I was like, I I need to see that scene again. I'm definitely going back to see it tomorrow. <laughs> just that scene where he's just announcing himself and how he's vengeance and everything. He fucking did it better than Robert Pattinson. I'm sorry. That's a hot take, man. Uh, You're talking okay. to the number one Batman fan right now. <laughs> But Listen, I, love the, I love the Batman, but Alexander Skarsgård killed that I Am Vengeance. <laughs> yeah. The, the, He's like, uh, I am vengeance. And I was just like, God damn, I need to see that scene again. I just loved how much he fucking just like, pow- like empowered his fucking vocal cords to do that. Like, Jesus Christ. He's very good at expressing, expressing like, re- absolute like just anger that's why i say it's yes it's a long show but it's definitely worth the watch true blood true blood is pretty good i think the i think final two seasons are a little disappointing but they aren't awful like i've seen worse in other tv shows but definitely check out true blood alexander skargsgard is in it and he's highly underrated as an actor and he really does get the shine a lot in True Blood, which I really do appreciate that show for, no matter how I feel like my feelings towards the show are. Nice. Um, <laughs> one thing I really like about the character of Amleth in this film is that he's, I mean, obviously he's clear, he's controlled by rage. Like, he's just completely rageful. That's all he's ever known. But he's also, he, he can be he can be restrained. Like, he's also, like, very tactical. Like he's well, like, okay, I don't, I'm not gonna burst out and kill this man. I want to, but I can't. I'll have to take it slowly. I'd say I, like that's something also, I really liked. It's also how like Ethan Hawke's like his the father explained like how I shall fall at the the blade of the enemy. You shall not like rest or know peace while until like his enemies are slain. Because mm-hmm. like what like what like the father predicted like pretty much the brother too the brother that kills him. Yeah, I noticed like, that the second time. Like you figure, I they they heavily hinted what was going to happen in the film in the very beginning. Because I think like um, uh, Willem Dafoe's character like mentions how like there's yeah. there's a sexual yeah. Yeah. There's a sexual t- tension between the king's wife and of uh, Alexander Fjolnir's Fjolnir's uncle. Oh no, Fjolnir is the uncle. Oh yeah, Fjolnir. Amleth is Amleth is uh, Skarsgård. Okay. Amleth's uncle Fjolnir. And he kind of noted, like, because Nicole Kidwin, Kidman's character, she was so quick to, like, oh, take my cup. That'd be my. And he kind of, like, noticed the interactions and how defensive Fjolnir gets about the fools, how. Um, 
This is uh, him, him calling him out. <laughs> I forgot Willem Dafoe. I forgot his name. God damn it. Oh, wow. I, I cheered when he popped up. I was like, yeah! Because <laughs> I didn't... I, I, well, I mean, I guess... I mean, the trailers did show he was going to be in the movie, but I didn't know he was going to be that early in the movie. Or I didn't know he was going to be the jester. He plays a well... People say he can't play the Joker eventually in the future. Nah. He, he's too good for it. Wow, you're saying that... Joaquin Phoenix is beneath the Joker. Yes. <laughs> Defoe is king. Damn. That's... The Green Goblin. <laughs> I don't know. I felt weird seeing him and like, like seeing him in Spider-Man than just seeing him in this. I just felt weird about it. <laughs> I was just like, mm. <laughs> there's one where he's like, like he's just playing hysterical for laughs and then when he's like seriously playing like when he's playing laughs seriously because you can tell like how he was how he was dissing Fjolnir and uh, Nicole Kidman's character like you could tell he's roasting him but he's seriously into it like he's not hamming it up too much but he's hamming it up yeah if you kind of notice that between his performances because I feel like in the Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, he he really like he was having fun with like I wouldn't say he, like he was he was just there to have fun basically. Yeah, he, he, he was, was not like a... yeah, but in the Northman, he's like seriously like playing for laughs, and it's pretty impressive to notice like that differences between a actor. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, there's uh, when I mentioned about the soundtrack being like one of the best parts of the movie. I don't know why, but that music that played when um, Fjolnir, I, I don't know, uh, was about was like drawing a sword to Ethan Hawke. Um, there's something about that music that was just so like I'm just like whoa, it's, it's yeah, just so I, beautiful. I, I, it's it's very poetic, I guess. <laughs> like this way I could describe it. Yeah, that scene itself. Um, I was surprised with the when um, one of one of his guards um, gets his nose cut <laughs> by Amleth when he was a boy. I was just like, "Oh, oh, he did it! Oh, did he?" And I was like, "Jeez!" <laughs> and then when he was still alive and everything, <laughs> yeah, they keep going back to him. He becomes a recurring character. I was like, "What?" There is there is like a moment. I mean, obviously it's CG, but I was surprised. I was impressed by how, I guess, good it looks. Because when you see him again, on flash forward, when um, uh, Amleth comes to arrives at the island, or to I think it was Iceland. Um, when he arrives there, and you see the guard again, he like like shoots snot out of his nose, <laughs> and you see it come out of come out of it. And I was like, oh damn, it looks like a. It looks like the actor doesn't have a nose, you know. And I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I swear there's somebody else in this movie that he's used before. I can't remember though. From the witch. Yeah, I feel like it's somebody else from the witch, maybe. Never mind. No, I'm tri- I'm tripping because that that you kid. Are. Was, 
that kid wasn't old enough. That kid was only like maybe like twelve at the most, and he probably wouldn't more look more than like eighteen. So I couldn't picture him being in the Northmen. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's on, he's only played like in two other roles. Okay. I wonder if Black Philip was actually in the background. Oh, if he was there in the cattle, oh, that would have been perfect, Hector. That would have been perfect just to tease that the devil is there. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, they're like, it's just like, this is the devil of that world. It's going to be like a Marvel movie. You just have like Black Phillip team up with, <laughs> with Amlet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Black Philip just like pulls Amleth from Valhalla, and now he like forces him to be a demon or something. Yeah, and then they also bring back Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. He, he and the seagull. The... <laughs> it's just that. Scene. Taylor Joy is a witch. It's just that scene of like Robert Pattinson slamming a seagull with Alexander Alexander Skarsgård going like all out on it. <laughs> just starts shouting his name. He's like, he's just it's like the end game of. of he just starts Robert chanting Hangers. in another language, just slamming the seagull. <laughs> he, just, he just starts speaking Icelandic, I believe they were speaking. Yeah. Wow, that chant scene. Okay, so like at the, near like nearing the end of the first act, like there's just like it shows uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character. I keep forget. I forget. I keep forgetting how to pronounce his name. Amleth. Amleth. Amleth is like part of just like a kind of banded group, sort of just capturing slaves. And I love that. I love that part. <laughs> that scene was like really fucking good. The one takes in it with like. How Alexander Skarsgård just climbs the wall, jumps down, then just like pulls out his swords and axes and just fucking goes ham on everybody that sees him. And the way, the way they seamlessly like integrate the one takes. Yeah, and there's like, uh, I think in that scene, uh, I I realized like you you get to know a lot more about um, Amleth as a character because he doesn't. Because you see a lot of like women and children get killed in the movie, which um, I was like, oh, shit, they're going that far. They really did it. Um, you see that he doesn't he only goes after like the guards and the, the, the I guess the fighters. He never attacks the women and children while you see everyone else in the tribe going after them. And I guess that kind of points a lot and kind of show um, his like morality or his like his morals kind of in the movie. Especially that shot where it's like you, where he faces the camera and he turns around, and you see like the the children getting burned, burned alive. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a really cool detail. Another detail that I really liked was um, after the battle scene with like at the beginning where they're storming the little fort, when like the way that it just cuts from like Alexander Skarsgård just like biting a chunk out of a guy's neck and just howling like crazy just cuts to like all the guys that are fighting just like out of breath and like kind of treating themselves i just really enjoyed that cut from how like like how climax like how the climax was and all of a sudden just like smacks down to reality 
because like, yeah, it just it just showed all the guys like, uh, 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 like they're all sitting down some of them are getting patched up by cloth and everything and then it just the way it just does that it's kind of like it's, it's just kind of like the same way as like Shaun of the Dead I don't know if you remember the part where you know, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were like beating up the two zombies and they just keep stabbing and stabbing and it cuts to them eating ice cream <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, another um, speaking say, of quick I, cuts, I'd say that's like saying. another like adding. That's another element to the comedy. Because like you could get a chuckle out of that, just like huh, I'm all <laughs> tired. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna mention another quick. Um, I guess funny cut is with the that uh, ball game that they were playing. <laughs> After the first round, there was like five people on each side, and then. After the game, after the first game, it cuts to like the team again, but you see like four of them <laughs> instead of five. So you just keep. You, it always cuts back to after every game. It cuts back to the team, and you see like that like less and less members. <laughs> I thought that was like really funny. That's when they got Thor into this movie from Game of Thrones. Man's is a beast, but like I said, <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård makes him look like a normal person. Like that'd just be yeah. you and I. That'd just be you and me standing next to each other. They were like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you're short." <laughs> uh, when the kid was running in the field, I was like, "No, no!" <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. My heart second, stopped. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The second time, like the second time I was watching the movie, I was like, kind of like, "This kid is kind of annoying. You should beat him up." Oh yeah, yeah. I thought. I thought the same thing in the in the my second viewing because I was like, you know what, this kid deserves it. That that kid deserves to be sliced up. Because I like when when you see the when you see it for the first time, you immediately you see like the the older kid, and you're like, yep, that's the kid's an asshole. That he's gonna get what he deserves. But I'm just like, no, both both kids are, both of them are pretty shitty. I mean, everyone in this whole movie is shitty, but I mean, there's better, there's like better people and worse. There's the lesser of evils. I cannot escape my fate. Uh, I was surprised with. Another, I was expecting. Oh. Another hot take. The relate the romance in this movie is a lot better than that in the Batman. Oh man, you're you're crushing me, man. I'm a simple chat woman, so I guess <laughs> that romance was rushed as fuck. That you cannot tell me that there was a little beats we skipped. I I think it worked out. <laughs> uh, I felt this one was rushed, but at the no. same time, but no. I at least for the first time I watched it, and the second time I was like, oh, you know, they they felt like a connection, and it showed through like that family tree sequence. I was yeah. like, okay. And, but when I saw it the first time, I was like, man, they, they, they connected really quickly. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know. And the Batman was just like, my girlfriend's missing. I'm going to flirt with you, Batman. Help me find my girlfriend. What's under that? I was like, who are you under that mask? And then like, my girlfriend's <laughs> dead. <laughs> my girlfriend's dead. And then she's like, "Come with me, Batman." And he's just like, oh, "I need to." That's because Batman it, in that movie is a fucking weirdo. Like once, like he he, he sees Catwoman, he's like immediately obsessed with her. 
Because you know he was. <laughs> I think I, she I, likes I, him deep down. But like I, I, Batman I was like obsessed. With romance. Oh. <laughs> this one works so much better. The Northmen's like steadily built like from them interacting with each other like her giving him a tip like stop being stop looking so cunning and then kind of like how she kind of treats him when she feeds him or like gives him food or take mm-hmm. care of him i think they're just, they... it's different kinds of romances <sighs> very, very different I, I, I don't i do not <laughs> think that that romance counts hector her girlfriend died like last night <laughs> and <girl. Batman's>... <laughs> <laughs> you cannot tell me that is not rushed i didn't say it was rushed i'm saying it's very different it's like it's, it's not rushed their romance is like completely different so it's like the way it, it, they're very different <laughs> i don't know because batman's a weirdo and amleth is not Amleth's a man. That's a man's man. He He's the type of man to go outside in 80 degree weather and chop wood just so you guys are perfectly nice and cozy in your log cabin home. That's the type of man he is. So that way all winter you could just stay cuddled up by him on the fire. That's the type of man he is, Hector. That is Alexander Skarsgård. He, he's the one who he's the one who takes your wife and you approve of it. Sir, you encourage your you encourage him to take your wife. Like, sir, I will pay you to sleep with my wife. Like, I want to watch. No, okay, I'm not a cuck. <laughs> Hold up. I, I didn't say I was. I'm saying he's the kind of person that makes someone. <laughs> Anyways, Alexander Skarsgård is the type of man. To have that one scene in Avengers Age of Ultron where Chris Pine just rips a log open. That's the type of man Alexander Skarsgård is. <laughs> the wrong Chris. Oh, which Chris did I say? You said Chris Pine. Oh, Pine? <laughs> Evans, damn it. I, I do get those two mixed up, I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? Whenever I say their names, I just switch them up. <laughs> but yeah. Um... I was surprised. I mean, to my surprise, I was expecting a lot more nudity, and I didn't get that much. I was like, okay. Hey, look, Anya Taylor Joy is a respectable girl. She's classy. She believes that love at first sight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Alexander Skarsgård said he doesn't believe in love. Period. He he wanted to pronunciate that. Period. <laughs> On a Taylor Joy is down bad. <laughs> I don't know. She's he's old enough to be her father. I think she's oh like in her, yeah. Her, uh, I mean, they're like twenty years apart. Yeah, and it's weirder when I bring up Nicole Kidman because they're around the same age. I think they've played brother and sister at. Um, there's at no. There's a movie where they. There's a movie where they played a married couple. <laughs> yeah, Nicole Kidman plays her his mother. Yeah, which. Um, we've, I'm surprised we've never mentioned it. The big twist of like the mother, um, pretty much planned, um, uh, Ethan Hawke's death and that she's always wanted to be with, um, well, Fjolnir. Yeah. Cause, um, Ethan Hawke's apparently is like pathetic. And, and was Ethan- more interested 
of everything else but her. And she hated uh, Amleth yeah. the entire time. She never loved him. Because I kind of noticed that, too. Because, like, when he went into her room, she was about to smack the shit out of him. Like, she abuses the fuck out of him. Oh, yeah. And then, like, she just, like, kind of caresses his face. I'm like, bitch. I and thought like, I saw it the first time. I I thought that's what I saw the first time in the movie, but I couldn't tell because like she soon like rubbed his face. So I thought, oh, she was probably like greeting him. But the second time when she reared back, I was like, oh. And she like cares more about her new kids than him. Yeah. I never even thought of. Never really. But then she 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 be trying to make she tried to seduce her son. She tried like, to seduce oh, no. her son. Uh, the audience reaction was amazing. I was like, yes, yes, guys. The table, uh, how the turntables. <laughs> I go, Hamlet. That's a lot of incest. In yep. it. I'm like, yep, fairy Shakespeare. Oedipus. <laughs> Oedipus. Don't disrespect Shakespeare. Oedipus was good. Hamlet's <laughs> just my favorite. But no. Tried, uh, the whole seduction game was just try to get his sword and kill him. Because how much she hates her son. And she only loves how fucking... Fuck, what was the little kid's name? I don't know. Sebastian or something? <laughs> <laughs> it was something like plain, I remember. God damn it. But now, uh, like, I'll look at it. Gunnar. Gunnar. Gunnar? I don't know. <laughs> this, is how it's, this is how it's spelled. Gunnar. Gunnar. There you go. Gunnar. When he got murdered, I couldn't help but laugh twice. Both times. Oh, I was cheering. I was like, yeah. Um, but it's but yeah, Nicole, Nicole Kidman's... Uh, the whole, that whole scene is just great. She She really just... She really just stole the show at that point. But um, Skarsgård also, his performance at that part was also great. But yeah, you just see his whole life just changing within just his look. Uh, he knows how to really emote with his, with his performances. Uh. Um... I'm trying yeah. to think. The Valkyrie. That scene was really nice. Yeah, There's and a the soundtrack too. <laughs> uh, I remember watching the trailer for the first time and my going into the movie, I was like, I need to know the context of the Valkyrie. Why does she have braces? I mean, the movie doesn't answer it, but I, at least I kind of know it's, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's an actual Valkyrie. <laughs> yeah. Just like carrying him off to Valhalla. But then like Anna Taylor Joy's character, she's just like, I'm no Valkyrie. <laughs> and I'm not done with you yet. It's like that. I was lucky. like, my God. <laughs> it's like that lucky bastard. <laughs> that should be me. <laughs> not him. Me. <laughs> Take me to Valhalla. <laughs> um the build up to the climax. Uh, oh, just my. amazing. Uh, when he when he arrives at the fucking volcano, he just starts bashing his shield, and 
I believe it's Icelandic. I could be right. I could be very wrong, but he just starts chanting yeah, Icelandic. That shit just got it. It just made me hyped. I was just like, let's do this or let's fight. And just the transition of like the clouds covering him as he approaches to the volcano and then to him actually there. <laughs> it was just like pff, cinema. That, that's, that's pure cinema. <laughs> And the fight itself was very, it was intense. I figured, I mean, I, I was trying to, I was trying to guess what the outcome would be. I was like, okay, well, I, I figured they were both going to die. But at the same time, just that fight itself was just so visceral. And it was just so like, it was huge. It felt huge. I was like, yes, I, this is what I wanted. <laughs> it's like, that's a fucking masterpiece of full fucking scene by Robert Eggers right there. Along with, I believe the eye shot from. The lighthouse, and <laughs> ah, it's been a while. I need to rewatch The Witch. That movie's great. Movie seven no. years old this year. Oh, jeez. What? Seven years? Yeah. Damn. Time flies. It came out twenty fifteen. Thank God. Actually, I think it was twenty sixteen. No, it's it's 2015. Oh, okay. I thought it was tw- I thought it was the other year. No. I can't <sighs> remember. Oh yeah, there was that part with the sword where he has to get the sword from this um, corpse. I don't know what the corpse is, but um, pretty much became an an Elden Ring uh, boss fight. <laughs> yeah, but this boss fight was a lot easier. Alexander Skarsgård got him one try. He didn't have to respawn or anything. Yeah. He didn't have no summons or nothing. He had a, just a rusty battle axe. <laughs> I know souls. JK, I barely know it. What is souls? I thought that was a cool fight. And, I mean, I guess... I mean, I, oh, yeah, I forgot he... He like to cat um decapitates it and he like throws the head up its ass. I didn't realize that until the second time I watched it. I didn't notice that he just goes oh. <laughs> um I I would say like the audience was the was they were a lot more reactive the first time. The second time everyone was quiet. I was the only one laughing at the, the funny moments. Mm. Like when, uh, like when the kid like punched um, uh, Skarsgård just to intimidate oh, him, and nothing happens. <laughs> that scene was very fucking like. The first time I watched it, I was just I looked over to my friend that I watched it with. I was just like, did he just like, did he does he know that didn't do anything to him? Because <laughs> it just sounded like a little, like a little like a little clap. <laughs> it sounded like yeah. a clap at the most. And Skarsgård like, you, you think you like move, you see him move a centimeter. He's like. Mm. <laughs> and he I just was, keeps going on <laughs> I was just I, I was hoping that Skarsgård would like bash his head in or something with his bare hands I, I just thought it was really funny after the whole uh, mom situation he, she, he just walks away and he just sees him <laughs> and immediately stabs him <laughs> um 
um, oh yeah, they decapitated like a couple horses, a lot of horse heads. Or I guess they did it twice. I kind of felt bad for that one girl that just like had to be killed with the sun. Oh yeah. She's just like, I see my father. I see my brothers or something like that shit. <laughs> and then she starts singing and then like that old lady just fucking like guts the bitch. She's just like, yeah. Oh, remember when, like, the first, uh, I think it was, like, the first night the um, Skarsgård started, like, attacking the village, and um, it was, like, the, the the older kids, like, his his men, and they're all, like, all the dead bodies are, like, morphed into, like, looking like a horse or something. Yeah. That, that was pretty shocking. And then there was another point where, like, the... The the guards were all on shrooms. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. A couple of them were like stabbing themselves and everything. They're just like, ah, ah. and the scars guard just kind of like, he just breezes on by. <laughs> you see him like smiling. <laughs> then there was the, the part with the, the male, the, the man witch uh, with Willem Dafoe's head. I think that's where they mentioned the sword. Yeah. That's how they tell them about the sword that can only be used at night until it's at Hell's Gate. Because, like, I thought that was, like, a whole point where he, like, he finally pulled it out at daylight. I was trying to remember what the sword was called. I couldn't tell you. I think it was Nightblade. He called it one time. Hmm. Well, I guess I I think we pretty much talked about everything that happened in the movie, or pretty much anything we wanted to say about the movie. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Um. No, not really. Okay, I can't think of anything. I thought I had something, but I don't. Yeah, me neither. I guess for our final thoughts, uh, fantastic. It's good. Probably Robert Eggers' best film he's made so far. He only has three, but I need to rewatch The Witch because I used to say that was my favorite. Uh, the Lighthouse is probably my favorite. Yeah, I have to rewatch The Witch, so I need to rejudge that quality. I think I just enjoy that time period so much more and like how like just how intriguing it is for the family. No, I'm sounding like you're saying like it's great. It's the movie's like good for the family. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, we're not going to talk about it's good. It's a good family movie. Watch. Yeah. Watch it with your kids. Make sure your three year old and five year old watch this movie with you. Yeah, The Witch is a family film. The Lighthouse is something you watch with the boys, and Northman is what you watch with the guy with the men. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best way I can just Black Phillip, the child childhood icon. <laughs> yeah, Black Phillip's behind it all. <laughs> Black Phillip's the Thanos of the, of the ECU. So we're just gonna have, like we're gonna. <laughs> 
have Amleth come back from fucking Valhalla. He's gonna walk down to Sashdown. <laughs> He's gonna be with Anya Taylor Joy's both characters. She's gonna be with both of the witches. He's gonna go to the lighthouse and say, <laughs> "I'm here to make a team." <laughs> you like my lobster, like... right? You like my lobster. <laughs> At the end, Willem Dafoe's gonna fart on <laughs> Black Phillip. And he just slaps a sausage, but then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Pat's is gonna grab him, Black Phillip's horns and just like slam him. <laughs> Against the like, well. He just, duh, 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 that, that's just how it ends. <laughs> it just keeps going, and then the credit shows. <laughs> yeah, it's like the reverse of what happened in the lighthouse. <laughs> It ends with Robert Pattinson get justice. You see, like Black Phillip just, just lying down dead, and you see everyone just levitate. <laughs> Amleth levitates. He's just like, where am I going? I'm supposed to go back to Valhalla. Where's the Valkyrie when you need her? <laughs> the Valkyrie comes back. <laughs> gonna be like uh, the portal scene from Endgame <laughs> all the Robert Eggers characters it's not that many characters I think it's like okay so I guess <laughs> I guess the first Avengers movie the only two people that would look out of place would be Willem Dafoe's character in the lighthouse and Robert Pattinson they'd be like what kind of clothes are you wearing <laughs> the whole climax is all of them naked <laughs> Willem Daf- all the Willem Dafoe's unite and they just <laughs> Start dancing and getting everyone high. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the climax. There's no fight scene, just vibes. <laughs> just vibes. Until, <laughs> until Robert Francis tries to take the fire, the campfire from Willem Dafoe. <laughs> and the light is mine! Uh, definitely my final rating for this movie is going to be a 9 out of 10. Great, phenomenal, probably Robert Eggers' best work. Uh, I agree. I give it an 8. <laughs> it's an 8 for me. Uh, which means you got two thumbs up from us. So if you guys are still listening to us, uh, check it out. It's amazing. Um, definitely worth your money we need to hope this movie succeeds uh, from what I've read it's doing well for like I mean it's Robert Eggers' highest grossing movie um, well, he, it's, didn't, he didn't have a huge budget before yeah and it's like the biggest movie for the studio uh, Focus Features so I, I guess, was a little surprised it wasn't A24 that was it felt A24. A little, yeah. I think uh, that's just... I don't know. I'm just more used to Robert Eggers' style in A24. That I assume that the way that he does things are different from the way that they do things. No, it's from a... It's from a bigger company. <laughs> but yeah, I hope... I really hope this... I really, really hope this film succeeds. Because... Um, I heard Robert Eggers really had like a hard time uh, making this film. Not really the filmmaking, but more of the editing because he's working with a 
bigger studio and the studio um not necessarily interfered but it definitely like it, it's very different than making a film on your own terms i guess um yeah i think he had to edit down a little bit of this film because but i mean he's cool with it there's no like director's cut or anything this is this is the final cut <laughs> But uh, yeah, definitely check out the Northwood, everyone. It's great. Needs it deserves to be seen. It's very familiar, like so. The way that the story beats go and everything will feel very recognizable and very familiar. And you like, I enjoy that type of feeling of like, okay, so like, let's see how they take the how this take on like what I'll just call Hamlet for now. It's just like how this take on Hamlet will be. I'll never be like oh so like this movie's just basically like so and so or something like the plots are basically the same i don't really care about that necessarily i just care how it's executed normally or like what they're like using it their depiction of it would be all right yeah i'm here <laughs> Uh, is this the end? Yeah. We have come to, <laughs> to Valhalla, finally. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening to the this episode of the POV Podcast. Um, we have uh, an Instagram called POV Podcast, so I guess follow us there for any updates on upcoming episodes or, you know, uh, that's pretty much about it. I do have a Twitter. If you guys want to follow me, it's um, the the username is h r o d a one one three h rod a one one three. That's uh, I'm great with usernames. But yeah, if you guys want to give me a follow, go ahead. Um, if you guys want to listen, um, I consider you should consider subscribing to us because we we'll, hopefully we'll be making more episodes. Um, yeah. I think that's about as much as I can plug in. I'm not going to plug in. I don't need to. I hope everyone checks out this movie and enjoys it or whatever you think. Maybe it trips you out. Maybe it's too, like, not your speed. Understandable. But definitely try to give it a watch. See what you think. Absolutely. And I hope you all uh, enjoy this episode. And please go see the movie. Thank you very much for listening. This is the POV Podcast. I am your host. This Devin. Uh, I'm your co-host, Devin. And we'll see you all later. Bye. <laughs>